What's up, peeps? Welcome back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast edition of AEW Insider. As always, we got a great show. What can I say? That stalker returned to the WWE Performance Center again. That guy's looking to hurt somebody or get hurt again, which is insane. We got what's going on with MVP. The Hogan family's in trouble with AEW and a lot more. Remember, if you want to win a Series 1 AEW unrivaled La Champion action figure, stick around to the end of the show to find out how you could be the lucky winner and have him shipped right to your home. Let's get to the show. AEW. Now, Tully Blanchard ripped Sean Spears a new asshole during a promo they cut together. If you listen to the show, you know I'm a huge Spears mark. I think Sean Spears is awesome. Ty Dillinger in WWE never gave him a proper shot. Dude's in shape. He's got his own wrestling school. He's, he's a Canadian wrestler. You know, most of them are awesome. I don't know why, but it is fucking true. But the dude is a beast. When he went to AEW, I was hoping he should get his proper push. Thought he was going to be Cody and all that. And it just hasn't happened. They keep fucking screwing him. So uh, what you call it? The promo was crazy. It had Spears in the background and Tully was there forward. Tully ripped him a new anus, like I said. He said, that whole tag team looking for your partner, that crap is over with. I'm home last week or when a pay-per-view happened two weeks ago and I see my face on your crotch. What the F is this? All this crap. He's like, pretty much you better ship up or shape the fuck out because I'm out of here, man. It was heated. It was awesome. I loved it. And I hope this kicks off the start of, uh, excuse me, Sean Spears' career in AEW the way it should be. Him with a belt around his waist. Darby Allen revealed what people backstage he likes to go to for advice, bounce ideas off of, what have you. Allen said, I wrestled Puck at Bash at the Beach. He was the agent. And just picking his brain on little things. My favorite is going up to guys like Dean Malenko or Gene, excuse me, Jim Ross or Tony Schiavone or Taz and talk to those guys. Say, hey, I'm going to do this and hearing their thoughts and inputs. With guys like Dean, I just want to learn as much. I've been watching him forever and there's something about that type of wrestler that seems professional. Like they're in a class of their own. And Dean is a classy guy, man. If you didn't watch Dean Malenko, he was before your time. Uh, what you call it in WCW? Definitely check him out because he is the man. On the WWE. Well, that was pretty quick. Ron Gronkowski is no longer with WWE. A release clause was exercised that freed him from his contract and any future obligations with the company. The report also states that the release does come with a no-compete clause, so he can't compete anywhere else probably for like 90 days. The length of the clause was not revealed. Uh, must be so he can go play with Tom Brady, which you know. I mean, he was already signed. I was like, how the fuck is he going to be playing with Brady when he's a wrestler? But this must be hell. Uh, hopefully in the future, my point of view, that he returns and we could see what he could do in the ring. But it might not be a, be a good idea for him to return, and it was better that he left. Come to find out, he was not well like backstage at WrestleMania when he did that jump onto the wrestlers below off of that uh, pedestal he was on he gave them two hours of shit backstage and he did not want to do it it definitely brought people backstage the wrong way one of the talents or backstage producers what have you said that Gronk was a fucking clown and that WWE was better off with them not there well guess what you just got your wish so best of luck in all your futures endeavors Gronk
Uh, Jackson Riker of the Forgotten Sons made a pro-Trump tweet a few days ago, and the internet and his fellow wrestling brothers are pretty pissed at him for it. Later online, the actual tweet from Riker was dug up because it got deleted, but you know the piece online. It read, pretty touchy, excuse me, pretty touchy subject, but all this Black Lives Matter garbage baffles me. And that's what got people going, because he called it garbage. He said, I challenge anyone of color or race to go watch 12 Years a Slave, the movie, and realize how good you are, excuse me, how good you all actually have it. All right, so let me start over pretty much. He's saying pretty touchy subject, but all this Black Lives Matter garbage baffles me. If you guys went and watched 12 Years a Slave, you have it pretty good, which is fucking insane. That's so racist. He's like, learn your her heritage, Christ, Gandhi, Buddha. They all taught love and caring for others. This is getting out of hand. I pray for this nation daily. So he's obviously talking about the riots, and he's actually telling people to go watch 12 Years a Slave because they're better off than actual slaves were treated, which is fucking insane. All right, MVP was on the Lillian Garcia podcast. He talked about how Vince McMahon reacted when he found out he was leaving on his first WWE run. And we'll get right back to that when we return, peace. We got to pay the bills, so make sure you tune back in. All right, peeps, welcome back. Remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, especially on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1 as a number one. Now back to MVP about how Vince McMahon reacted to him when he found out he was leaving on his first WWE run. He said, my dream was to wrestle in Japan. When I started professional wrestling, I was first introduced to Japanese wrestling. Norman Smiley introduced me to Japanese wrestling. He wrestled in Japan for some time. After watching some videos of it, I was like, whoa, that's intense. Wow. So I had a dream that I wanted to wrestle in the Tokyo Dome. I wanted to wrestle for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I had a year left on my deal, and I asked Vince McMahon, actually. I asked Johnny Ace, Johnny, Lora, excuse me, Laurinaitis at the time, and we talked. A lot of people don't know Johnny Ace made his career in Japan for All Japan Wrestling. So there would be times where me and John would drink a beer, and we talk about pro wrestling. We sit there, and I would drink up all of his stories about all the guys I used to watch on VHS tapes and how he used to work with those guys. Like I said, I had a year left on my deal and they were trying to get me to resign for five years i just didn't want to at the time my inner flame was kind of flickering and japan was calling me i needed that fire again i will say this i love vince mcmahon excuse me love vince mcmahon or hate vince mcmahon no matter how you feel about him he has always treated me well he gave me an opportunity when no one else would. He let me go fulfill a dream. He didn't have to let me out of my contract. He could have said no, but he said, okay, come back. The door is always open for you to come back. Come back in a year, two years. You'll be a bigger star when you come back. Johnny Ace agreed saying, you only get better. It took me 10 years to get back, but I am. And speaking of MVP, he was hired a few months ago to actually be a backstage producer, but now his role has transitioned into performing full-time. So I'm pretty happy about that, because MVP, even though he's up there in age, he kills it on the indies. I seen him last number, summer in uh, Jersey at an indie show. He's definitely still got it. Now, it has been revealed how the NXT talent, a.k.a. the crowds at live tapings, are being treated during the shoots. The town is not happy about the way they're being treated. 
They had to all meet at full sale at 10 a.m. for testing, which included temperature checks, a questionnaire opposed to COVID-19 tests. The talent that ended up being bused to the performance center at 11 a.m. for the tapings didn't leave till 10 p.m. at night. So they were there for fucking 11 hours. The situation reportedly remained that way on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. On Thursday, WWE taped the Adam Cole vs. Velveteen Dream NXT TakeOver in your house match. The match was shot outdoors. Now that's awesome. That's going to be cool. Talent arrived at 7 p.m., but rain met the, it meant that they couldn't begin filming until after midnight. So the talent didn't get home to the early morning, according to Fightful.com. The Cole vs. Dream match was filmed in a cinematic way. There were numerous cars surrounding the area and headlights. All of them were being used for lighting. Now that sounds awesome. An outside match with the Dream and excuse me, and Adam Cole, and the lights are all on. I'm like a street fight and shit like that. Yeah, I can't wait to see in your house this Sunday. Now, Ringside News exclusively reported that no writers concocted lines for the superstars, the crowd, to yell out. They were encouraged to keep the energy up throughout over the 10-hour shoot for three days straight. Wrestling Inc. reports that WWE NXT, excuse me, NXT superstars were instructed over loudspeakers to keep the energy up. One source described it as a parent talking down to a child. The NXT superstars were also made to pack their own lunches. They were not allowed in catering with other superstars. The NXT superstars had to eat their meals in tents outside during the break. Now, to me, on uh, Friday Night SmackDown, I thought they were a little bit rowdy, but they still need to be treated with respect. I think that's really, really fucked up. All right, peace. We're just going to take one more break. I got some crazy wrestling news. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer Tammy's in trouble again with people online. So are a lot of other people. We got the WWE Stalker returning to the Performance Center. It's crazy shit. So make sure you tune back in. We'll be right back and we'll finish up this show for you. All right, peeps, welcome back. We'll get the random wrestling news in a couple seconds. Remember, if you want to win a Series 1 Chris Jericho AEW action figure, just stick around to the end of the show. Remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1, as in the number 1. All right, let's get the random wrestling and sporting news. Now, the wrestling universe did lose another brother. Danny Havoc passed away. He was only 34 years old. It's crazy because his wife passed away from heart failure just in April on April 4th. He was a big part of the wrestling promotion CZW, and a lot of stars that we love today have worked with him. They love him and they admire him. A slew of them took to social media to share their memories and love for the young man. Godspeed, Havoc. Well, the WWE Performance Center stalker returns. He actually had the gall to show up at 3 a.m. the same night that he had his court date. Armando Alejandro Montalvo isn't supposed to be on WWE property, but he keeps testing their boundaries. Uh, excuse me, Armando went back to WWE property at 3 a.m. on the same night of his court date. He also streamed the entire event on Facebook Live. Uh, Armando took off his shirt and proceeded to walk around the property in a video that lasted an hour and 11 minutes. Now, I don't blame WWE for taking the precautions they are because this guy, 
obviously he doesn't give a fuck. If he catches somebody who works for WWE or even a talent outside, he's going to wind up hurting him. He literally last year got shot in the chest by a fucking sheriff and funded a performance center. He's being taken to court numerous times. He was put in jail, and he's back again the same night of his newest court date. So I'm, I'm scared, man. It's not going to come good. Nothing's going to come good at this. They got to put this guy the fuck away. All right, on the Tammy Sitch, a.k.a. WWE Hall of Famer Sunny, she's catching heat, and once again, it's online. She showed her support for President Trump on, twi- excuse me, on Twitter, and the internet went ballistic. She also said the people looting were animals, so of course people of color attacked her online, and this was her reply. I'm being racist when I didn't even say anything about black people? Face with tears of joy, face with tears of joy, face with tears. That was her emoji she was putting in. She said, I said animals. All the looters and criminals are animals. And I meant white, black, purple, all of them. Also in trouble for voicing an opinion online about the riots is Linda Hogan, the ex-wife of Hulk Hogan. She tweeted, watching the looting. It's all Afro-Americans. Not sure how robbing and stealing will set the record straight, but if they want to be heard, they need to be civilized. It took Tony Khan over a day to see that tweet. Once he did, Tony Khan had commented, uh, excuse me, once he did, Tony Khan had an announcement to make. He said, Linda Hogan is now banned from AEW events, just like Hulk Hogan. You've now joined your husband in being banned from all AEW shows. Congratulations. And even though it wasn't made public until then, but that's awesome. They had Hogan banned too, because when his daughter was dating a lot of black guys, he was caught on tape using the N word a lot. He was at a WWE a long time for it, but of course Vince always takes some people back for money. He went backstage, he gave the WWE locker room some bullshit excuse. The black people still weren't happy, but he still got a job there. And it's awesome that AEW took the stand and told pretty much the biggest wrestler in history besides John Cena. I think both of them are the same, new age, old school, but uh, what you call it, the biggest wrestler from the, the golden era of wrestling and said, hey, what? Your services are no needed. Don't ever come here. That's awesome. All right. NXT in your house is this Sunday. I can already tell it's going to be a good one. Literally, I've been to the fucking three or five takeovers. I can't even remember. Every time it's an amazing show. I think they only had maybe one or two shitty pay-per-views. Not even bad ones, but shitty ones out of every show they put on. Especially with this In Your House moniker on it. And we see that fucking Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole are going to have a fucking street fight that's cinematic. That's going to be awesome. Never mind the Charlotte Flair triple threat and everything else. So this Friday or Saturday, probably after Friday night, Smackdown, I will have my predictions and thoughts on the upcoming In Your House pay-per-view on Sunday. All right, peeps, if you want to win a Series 1 La Champion AEW action figure, you have to go to our YouTube channel. If you're not subscribed, you have to subscribe. We're under AEW Insider, and if not, my name is Lee Ben. So AEW Insider, go to our channel and subscribe. Once you're subscribed, you pick any video. Just like, share, and comment. 
So make sure you subscribe to our channel, like, share, and comment on the video, and boom, you're in the running to win the AEW Series 1 Chris Jericho action figure. Remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, even on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1 as in the number one. Be on the lookout for the In Your House Takeover uh, Prediction Show on the podcast and YouTube. Remember, if you don't see me on here, I'm putting YouTube videos out. Definitely go check them out. All right, peeps. I'm rambling on as always. I'll see you in a couple days. Ciao.